This is Lizzie from the Emo Social Club podcast. I started working on an audio documentary series about different emo nights here in the Chicago area. Now, when I originally started this, this was for a class project, so I was a little bit on a deadline. So I decided to break these up to kind of not overwhelm everybody with putting four whole emo nights into a short documentary. So while we're working on the second half, of this audio documentary series. We're going to be looking at Emo vs. Pop Punk here in Chicago that happens in Westtown at Beauty Bar and also Emo Night LA which happens at Subterranean here in Chicago. The second part of the series that we're working on is going to focus on Emo Night Chicago which is here based out of Burlington Bar in Chicago and that is going to look more at the indie emo music. And then we're also going to be looking at Emo Night Brooklyn and seeing how they kind of run their nights in comparison. I did really want to see how and why all these different nights popped up and how they operate and how they kind of serve the community and so far the one thing that I have found so consistently is that everyone really vibes with it, regardless of a lot of, you know, public discourse opinions, if there are any negative thoughts about it. People really, really appreciate having this kind of safe space to go to. And I'm really excited to be able to have you guys listen to what I found so far. So enjoy. Who started emo? Why do we classify bands like My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, and Paramore as such. Why don't more people know about Rights of Spring? You know, the real emo music? Why are people offended by that label? Why are they now embracing it? Who the hell came up with the concepts of emo nights and why are there so many? Hi, this is Lizzie from the Emo Social Club podcast. We're going to attempt to answer all these questions you may have about emo nights in a two-part series. For the first part, we're going to keep it close with analyzing Emo Night LA, which Brian helps host, and Emo vs. Pop Punk, which has been deemed by many interviewees as a home base for the local Chicago emo kid. There has been a nostalgic resurgence for emo music within the last few years. What's emo music? Well, it was originally called emotional music in the late 80s, and it was written emo, which really just means there's a lot of personal rhetoric and feelings in each song. Popular bands like Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, Paramore, and Chicago Hometown Heroes, Fall Out Boy, and Alkaline Trio are prime examples of the type of bands who fall into this category. Emo Night started to pop up on a local level in 2016. Some have expanded to touring status like Emo Night LA and Emo Night Brooklyn. And yes, the nights are spelled differently for each. And others, like Emo vs. Pop Punk, are a weekly, homey mainstay for the local emo kids who probably dress up a bit more to go to their corporate gig now, instead of the cool DIY show. Within the emo music scene, though, there have been comments made about these nights. Should they charge money? Should they be free? What's punk and what isn't? Is this band actually emo? Should people under 21 be let in? And so on. Emo Night LA started as Taking Back Tuesday, named partially after the band Taking Back Sunday. Slowly, it grew with the marketing phenomenon that is emo music. The songs that 30-somethings listened to on their alternative radio stations between 2001 and 2009. 
Eventually, Emo Night LA began touring, going to places that maybe didn't have a thriving music scene like Iowa, for example. Chicago's usually happens on the first Friday of each month at Subterranean in the Wicker Park neighborhood. You have to hike up the staircase to get to the main level and up another set of stairs to get to the top floor balcony where you can look down and see whatever chaos is ensuing throughout the event. Um, is it anyone's birthday in the room? Right. If you have any requests, I'd be happy to disappoint you later. Similar to like with the, the genre lines and like trying to like gatekeep like that. It's definitely that there was this generation of kids that like grew up with this music and they think that it belongs to them, not realizing that there is a whole like group of people that grew up after us. I'm putting myself in the older group because I'm old, uh, <laughs> where you know people, people came after us and they learned the same music and they love that music too. And I think it's a little exclusionary that like a lot of the events only happen in bars and not venues where you can make it a wider audience of people that can come. So I honestly think it's a great thing that an event that is 17 plus exists in Chicago. That's Brian Rowe. He's one of the DJs for Emo Night LA and has DJed other local nights and events around Chicago for the last seven years or so. We found that there were a lot of people, you know, that were that would like message us and just be like, hey, you know, I'm not 21, but I really want to come. You know, like he just had a lot of that. And we decided, you know, hey, let's just go ahead and just like test run it and see how like the crowd does. And we did it and it was a great night. We had like a sold out show. We had a lot of people that were super stoked to be here. We're like, yeah, let's just keep going. You know, as long as nothing bad happens, you know, like <laughs> we're all for it. So yeah, I mean, they, they bring great energy. You know, that's what we're looking for. That's Chelsea. She started DJing these events a few years ago when she met the founders of Emo Night LA and is now the main DJ for Emo Night LA Chicago, Detroit, and Atlanta. When you go on stage, and even though we're not doing anything special, we're just like pushing buttons and playing music we love, but people look up to you in a sense of like you're out you're out there you're being you you're creating this environment you're just like doing the damn thing and people look up to that emo night la rages on about once every month however there's a local weekly emo night which happens every sunday what varies with this music is that the pop punk genre gets thrown in Pop punk is popular punk music, which is very ironic to say the least. Think of Blink-182 or Real Friends as examples. Some other comparative examples of emo music would be Taking Back Sunday, which has overlapping voices singing and screaming at the same time with lyrics like... Do you have like a specific like favorite one that you like to go to? Um, I, th I mean, obviously I think Beauty Bar is like the best one just because it's... Um... It's very low-key, everyone, it's kind of like the home base for that music, um, and it's just kind of cool to go there with like the same people every week, so um, it's got a nice... Emo vs. Pop Punk started around four years ago at the small West Sound Club Beauty Bar. It's Sunday night, and Chicago Avenue is quiet. It's around 8.30 p.m. already, and the bartenders inside are setting up limes and oranges for cocktails and getting ice stocked up before the evening's festivities get underway. Each wall is literally covered in glitter and various bright shades of blue, pinks, and yellows. Even so, it's a quaint space with a dance floor in the back, topped with a disco ball, of course. Brian Buckley, or as he simply goes by, Buckley, is the DJ for this night. 
He's in the DJ booth, also in the back, sorting through various albums from bands on Spotify to piece together a playlist for everyone when they arrive at 9 p.m. Who's on, who's, who, are, who are you looking to play tonight, basically? <laughs> well, we shouldn't be talking about that because this party's in 10 minutes. Uh, right now I got the Wonder Years, got some Man Overboard, some I Am the Avalanche, some Fallout Boy. Um, I think I have uh, East Coast by Good Charlotte in there already. Uh, just some like early things that I like to hear and no one's usually here at nine, so I can just play whatever. Um, but it, it always goes in kind of a general progression towards like a shit ton of Paramore and Panic and a day to remember and my cam and all the fun stuff. All the hits. Yeah, all the hits. Literally so many hits. We've been weekly here for like four years now, or just over four years, but um, I started another party in like 2011 or so um, at Angels and Mariachis called just a pop punk Wednesday or some something like that. Um, and Beauty Bar found out about my other nights at other bars, and then they were like, hey, you want to do a emo versus pop punk night here? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Emo versus pop punk started going up around at a at Beauty Bar. And my partner and I were like, oh, that sounds fun, because, you know, that's been, like, our preferred genre of music for years. And I remember the first night we went... Um, it just clicked like everyone there was like, you know, they're into it. And I really appreciate it too, because at one point they played Chicago. So two years ago, um, you know, by Fall Out Boy and everyone was singing along and we were both like, yeah, <laughs> like this is our crowd. Now these nights are on Sunday nights and sometimes really rare, like Friday parties, but the other ones are usually like Friday or like Thursday or Saturday nights. Do you think that ever like changes or impacts like attendance ever? So it's because there's so many people who maybe work Monday or sometimes you have industry people who are off finally can come out on Sundays. Um, I totally felt that way when this began, but a lot of people have either kind of like adjusted their schedules or made it feasible for themselves to be here um, on a Sunday night and like, don't you know like a lot of people like just changed their work schedules to be able to come here and have a good Sunday night I like doing a Sunday because there's not much else going on really on Sundays and this is a fun thing and people keep coming and you know like it keeps beauty bar going and us going and everyone's you know usually pretty pretty down like it literally feels like every week I come here I'm like just seeing homies While these nights started off in different states or here in Chicago, and despite how much they cost, how old you need to be to attend them, or simply the type of environment that you're going for, there's one consistent theme that pops up from each event, and that's community. Uh, I think that people are like, this isn't the scene I recognize, that are doing something with the same name. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all at this point, like, it's just a blend of genres, it's a blend of words. If you're like so worried about like a three letter word that's making it like, seem like it doesn't belong to you anymore. Like, I think that there's like, there's a lot more important things that are happening at your event than like worried about like how you define emo or whether yours is better than somebody else's. It's like if you're with your friends and you're listening to music you like and you're you're successful in your own way, then you're you win. You're fine. You're good.
or maybe you feel like you're a little shy or, you know, you're not sure about going by yourself. You're a little intimidated by that. Um, listen, if you go by yourself, if you take the risk and you take action, you are going to meet somebody there who's going to change you. Trust me. You're, even if you don't talk to anybody there, if you just go and you just immerse yourself in it and sing along with everybody, you will find a friend. I, I do this kind of stuff, you know, by myself often, but I always, always end up meeting people there. It's, it's really cool. And it might be hard at first to, to get over that fear of like going by yourself or people are going to think I'm a weirdo or something like that. And it is hard. Like I remember going to my to shows by myself when I was in college and it was freaky, uh, just cause you feel like kind of awkward, but you know what? Nobody's paying attention to that. Everybody's there to have a good time. Everybody wants to keep, to be inclusive with you. And you know what? In the Chicago scene, like I said, it's something really special. So do yourself a favor and uh, go to an emo night. Go to emo versus pop punk. You'll love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We super appreciate you tuning in to us still, um, especially right now where we have a huge pandemic going on. And we're mentioning a lot of our friends in these series that are highly affected by this. We're going to include in our show notes different links that you can go to to donate. Like you could donate to Beauty Bar and there are awesome bartenders that are always there for you every Sunday night at Emo Nights. And also uh, the Subterranean staff and a bunch of other local music venues and other industry folk who are really struggling right now during this time where a lot of us aren't working. And it's definitely for the safety and well-being of everybody who is either immunocompromised, a senior, or anybody really who just may get this horrible, horrible disease. So stay inside, isolate yourself, stay quarantined, and we'll see you on the outside eventually. This show was edited and produced by Lizzie Baumgartner, and we want to say thank you so much also to all our interviewees this time around. We will be including your social media links down in our show notes so all our listeners can uh, check you out and give you a follow if they're so inclined to do so. We've done various recordings for this at different emo nights at Emo Night LA and Emo vs. Pop Punk. And then we also use a short clip from Taking Back Sunday's Cute Without the E cut from the team.